Welcome to The Voice of Reason with Dr. Sonia Thompson of Arise Ministries International. Get ready to be strengthened with solid foundational truths inspired by the living word and changed by fresh revelation that will push you into a victorious life now. Welcome and thank you for joining me today on the Voice of Reason podcast. This is your host, Dr. Sonia Thompson. I hope you can tell that I am elated and ecstatic with the word the Lord has prepared for you today. But let me reserve myself. I pray that you are doing well. I thank you for joining us. And I pray that your family is walking in the goodness and the favor of God and that nothing but health and wholeness is your portion today. We're going to go ahead and invite the Holy Spirit, the voice of reason, because he has something incredible to impart to you today. Precious Holy Spirit, we love you so very much. We thank you for the incredible word that you have today. We thank you for preparing a table for us in the presence of our enemies. This table does not have milk on it. This is a table loaded with the meat of your word, fashioned and prepared just for us. We are going to sit at this table. We're going to eat this word. We're going to let it fill us to overflowing God. And we're going to be manifestors of your kingdom. We give you glory. I declare that it is the entrance of the word of God that brings light. There's revelation coming with this word that may the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, the ears of your understanding be opened up this morning to receive what the Holy Spirit has for you. God, we give you glory. I pray that the soil of their heart can retain what you have today and that their lives will be pushed into a place of great, great victory in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm going to go ahead and read a text of scripture to you, and then I'll give you our topic for today. Isaiah 45, one through three is where I'm reading from in the New King James Version. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I've held to subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. I absolutely love these verses of scripture. It's incredible. So today I am continuing on the second part of a segment I recorded a few weeks ago called The Gates Are Open. This is The Gates Are Open Part 2. I'm not going to take time to recap from the last time. Please go back and find that particular podcast and then listen to this. I love this because God is talking to Cyrus, somebody who didn't even know him, promising him that the double doors would be open, the gates wouldn't be shut, that he was making crooked places straight and breaking gates of bronze and cutting bars of iron. Listen, beloved, if he did this for Cyrus in the Old Testament, what do you think he's done for you as a New Testament believer? I just want you to know in advance 
I am focusing on the area of finances. This is where our concentration is for this particular lesson about these gates being open. God wants you to know that your gates of plenty are open. Yes, they're open. He has already opened them for you. You have to realize that you have all access through Christ. There's nothing left for him to give you. He's waiting for you to participate in what he's already given you access to. Let that set in your spirit for a moment. Second Peter 1.3 says that he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So let me tell you, these gates of plenty are open for you. So for some, you're outside of these gates, just looking in, keep confessing, you're going through these gates. Second, there are those that are in the middle there. You've come through the gates, but you're stagnant and you're not moving. And there are others, you've gone through these gates and the God wants to just take you even further today with his anointing, because that is what he's going to do. So what I want to deal with in this segment is what is keeping us from going through the gates or going into the place where God wants us, the wealthy place. Everybody's in different segments, but God wants more for you, always wants more. And watch this, it's always for his kingdom. He'll add things to our life. We have to reshape how we think about finances and money is what the world calls their money. We have to learn how to reshape that because for us, it's seed. We must know this for sure. So God says these gates are open for you. They're open for the body of Christ. What is hindering us? This is what we need to address. And I'm going to continue to do that in this segment. Number one, the first thing that will keep you from going through these gates or progressing the way God wants you is this. You do not sow into the soil from where the word was received. This is a thing that many believers do. I call this leprosy, financial leprosy. They receive from one place and they go and sow in another place. And this is how come they don't experience financial breakthrough or breakout increase the way God wants to, because they're sowing in a soil that didn't have the anointing with the word that was released to them. One of my former spiritual dads, and we still have a great relationship this particular man of God, this is what he would say. He would say, how can you eat in one restaurant and go next door and pay in another? Not that we're paying for the gospel. We understand we seed and get harvest that everything in the kingdom is reciprocating relationships, sowing and reaping. Paul talked about communicating through finances, but you can't eat one place and go and pay next door to another place. I will never forget this. This gave me a great visual to see how we ought to operate with integrity in the realm of the spirit. That if I receive from a particular place, a life-changing word, I should have the integrity to sow back into that anointing, to sow back into that church, to sow back into that individual or ministry. And I'm going to see the fullness of what God has for me because that's where he prepared the table. By the way, for those of you that think your discernment is heightened, I'm not soliciting anything from you. But if the Lord is leading you to sow into our ministry, I'll say something at the end regarding that. But this is not a solicitation. This is a principle. This is the first principle that we must realize when it comes to walking through the gates of plenty, staying in these gates of plenty, 
and progressing through these gates of plenty. You must sow in the soil from where the word was received. And a lot of people do not see the outcome because they do not understand that principle. That's number one. Number two, the second thing that will keep you from these gates of plenty, experiencing the fullness of it, is you're doing the works, but you do it without faith. People are doing the things that God tells them. They're tithing, but they don't tithe in faith. They don't declare the word of God for the tither's blessing. They sow. They just throw money in the basket. Nobody has time for that. We work too hard for what we have to get the seed to sow. And people just throw it in the basket. It has no assignment, which is a violation to the kingdom. You haven't assigned anything to the seed. It's not named. There's no seed in the natural that doesn't have a name. Every seed has a name. We just throw our money seed in the basket and just expect great things. And this is something a lot of people are not doing. They're not attaching faith to what they are doing. And there's not going to be increased that way, or at least not to the maximum result that God has. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3 and 6 that the letter without the spirit is dead. Of course, this was referring to the law. I understand that, but there are some principles there that if we do the things of God without the spirit breath on it or without faith attached to it, it's not going to profit us too much. So that would be my second point. We cannot treat the tithe like a bill. We cannot uh, treat our sowing in a need-based area only. We have to understand the principles of God if we're going to break out and see the goodness of God and stay in and walk through these gates of plenty. The third thing that I want to share with you today about these gates of plenty, what will keep you from experiencing this to the fullness I'm teaching, by the way. The third thing I want to say is a lot of people never enter a rest with God in this area. Oh, there's such a thing as a financial rest. Oh, yes, there is. I wish this could be imparted, but it can't. It has to be learned through the exercise of faith. Listen, in the natural, we exercise first, then we rest. Oh, it's no different in the realm of the spirit. You're going to need to exercise your faith in this area of finances before you can come to a place of rest here. Come on now. This is the way things work in the spiritual realm as well. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So you're going to have to mix this word with faith in order to enter this rest that God has for you. And faith is works. It requires exercise. So you have to do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. And you cannot hold on to what God is trying to get you to release, which is going to take me into my next point, which I believe would be the fourth point trying to hold on to what needs to be sown. Oh, this will shut your gates. This will keep you from going through and progressing through them by trying to hold on to what needs to be sown. A lot of people do this because of fear. And the another reason is because of comfortability. So they want to stay comfortable. They're afraid of, if, okay, if I do all this, then my comfortability is going to be taken from me. You cannot hold on to what God wants you to sow. Comfortability, listen to me carefully, is the enemy of increase. It's the enemy. Even a lot of people don't sow because they're comfortable. Well, I got this money. I don't need to sow. Oh, yes, you do. 
if you want to progress and get through these gates and stay in a place of plenty with the Holy Spirit, God will say, you go right ahead and you go ahead and trust in that money that you've stacked away until it runs out. And I'll see you again at the outside of these gates. You cannot hold on to what needs to be sown. Is the seed in the barn? Haggai asked that question. Get your seed out of the barn. That doesn't mean God wants you to have nothing, but you cannot hold on to what he wants sown because you like to be comfortable or because of fear. The Bible says in Proverbs eleven twenty four, there's one who scatters yet increases more. There is one who withholds more than is right. Watch this. And it leads to poverty. If you're holding more than is right from the Lord, then it's going to lead to lack. You can count on that for sure. And for my comfortable people who says, oh, I got plenty. I can just, you know, so this 20, $25, whatever. Proverbs tells us this that a little sleep, a little slumber, that we're going to go into a place of poverty. That's what takes us from one dilemma to another. You can sleep in slumber and in the end, you're going to have poverty because you want it to be comfortable. And I feel like this is a piggyback. The next one, the fifth one is a piggyback on to what I just mentioned is not sowing in proportion to what the Lord has delivered into your hands. Oh, this will disqualify you right away in this area of the gates of plenty. It will keep you from going through and progressing through when you don't sow back in proportion to what you've received. And FYI, this may run a little bit extra. I'm learning to stop feeding the comfortability of people when I'm teaching. To me, if you want your life changed, you're gonna stay put and listen to this in its entirety. So not sowing in proportion to what the Lord has delivered into our hands. First Corinthians 16, two says this on the first day of the week, let each of you laying something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. Did you notice he says laying something aside? In other words, in proportion as you are increased, you should be setting something aside for the seed that you're going to plant. By the way, this is not a tither's scripture. I hear people saying this about, oh, this is what God means for the tithe. No, my friends, the tithe remains. Okay. And I won't go into that right now, but the tithe remains. This is in regards to the seed sowing in proportion and laying aside to what you receive. Let me give you a natural example. Let's say I start with a hundred dollars and I return my tithe and I take out a seed of $25. Prayerfully, you've consulted with the Holy Spirit because if you're sowing and not consulting the Holy Spirit as to what to sow, oh, that's trouble right there. I won't even go into that one. So that will limit you. But the Holy Spirit says, so $25. Awesome. I do that. I continue to go and increase and increase. And then I find in my hands an incredible $10,000 harvest. Oh, how wonderful. I return the tithe and then I go ahead and take out $50 to sow into the kingdom saying, yep, this is what the Lord told me to give. Let me tell you something that is not in proportion to what you've received. The Holy Spirit will never tell you to sow a $50 seed out of a $10,000 harvest. I'm here to tell you that's not going to happen because that's not proportionate. Even the government taxes you in proportion to what you make according to your income. That's what they do. The proportion increases, come on, according to what you are making, according to your income. 
Now, we're not paying a bill with God, but he expects us to understand this principle. So our seed should be increasing proportionately. This is how come some people, they'll stack up money. They'll just throw tips at God. And then they wonder why they keep coming right back to the same place because they're not sowing proportionately. And a lot of times you'll find people when they have a large sum of money, it gets harder to give. Because now God's saying, I like to have 3000. You ought to be asking the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to sow? And if you're sowing for something in particular, you should still still seek him. Holy Spirit, what will it take to bring back this harvest? So out of that 10,000, I return the tithe and the Holy Spirit may say, listen, I'll take, I want you to plant $3,000 in this soil. This is what he's looking for. And when you don't do that, you are going to continue to find yourself in a place of depletion. And I feel like I'm hitting a lot of people right here on this. This is what you're doing. You're still tipping God with the same 50 and $25 from the time when you had a hundred or when the time when you had 150, God is trying to get you into a place of super abundance. He's trying to get you into a place of covenant wealth in these gates of plenty but you're hindering him when you do not allow him to get into your finances and call the shots for you and have you increase your seed. You're supposed to increase more and more as you sow. Your seed should be increasing. I believe I'm at number six now. If I'm out of my sequence, then you fix it on your paper, but you want to get these principles. This is more important than what number I'm on. The other thing that will keep you from these gates of plenty is thinking you're going to come out of whatever wilderness you're in financially overnight. I'm going into the promised land. I'm going to high five my neighbor. I'm going to spin around three times and tomorrow I'm out. Now, from a spiritual standpoint, oh, yes, you can make a decision right now to progress or to step in. You can do it into these gates of plenty. You can do it right this moment. But the natural must catch up with what you have experienced in the spiritual realm. And it's going to take seed, my friend. Do not think you're going to bypass the system of sowing when it comes to these gates of plenty and not sporadically. You should be sowing day and night. Every time you have an opportunity, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to sow? In the morning, sow, sow your seed. In the evening, sow your seed. Oh, that's an Ecclesiastes. And this is the word of God. You're not going to come out of this thing overnight. You didn't get in the place you are overnight. Now, for my comfortable people, I'm not talking to you. You just go ahead and stay seated and stay comfortable. I'm talking to people who want to walk in covenant wealth and want to have a lifestyle of gates of plenty that are open, not only for you, but for your generations. So the Holy Spirit has to train you. He has to test you and see what's in your heart in this area before you come into the promised land. He did it with the Israelites. Deuteronomy 8, 2 says, you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you, watch this, and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Oh, my friend, you're being tested. I tell my spiritual sons and daughters and those that I get a chance to minister to, that we're always being tested. Everything is a test. That 10 grand you just got or that 5,000 or that 500. Oh, it's a test. Can he trust you? Will you keep his commands? Will you continue to permit the Holy Spirit to be in your economy as he increases you? Are you going to start with holding from him now that you have more and you want to stock up and stack up so you can be comfortable? Oh, no, my friend, you don't want to do that. 
Number seven, I believe, is boasting. Oh, my God. Will that shut your gates? Yes. Boasting and pride. I'm saying it will shut the gates of plenty. He resists the proud. Did you know that? And gives grace or empowers the humble. Boasting, pride, looking down on others, speaking against others, wasting what God gives you, losing zeal for your time with him in the word, because now you've come out of a place of financial stress and, you know, people ease back. I'm not going to go to church. I'm going boating or I'm not going to spend time with the Lord today. I'm going to go shopping because he's blessed me and I'm going to go enjoy the fruits of my labor. Oh, don't cool off with the Holy Spirit. No, now you're on vacation constantly and you're not getting fed the word. He'll see you again at these gates when they're closed because you did not obey the Lord, your God. So do not boast. Don't get prideful. Don't go up there posting on Facebook. My haters, this is what God got for me. And I I knew he would show you who I was. We don't need to do all that. Let your life speak. Let your life be a living epistle. They can see the goodness of God on you. Learn how to prosper and be silent, if you will, without being boastful. And I don't mean we don't give testimonies, but let's not be boastful with the things of God. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. In other words, don't set your heart on your money. A lot of people have their heart seated right on their money. They put it on the table of finances in their bank account. If it has something in there of substance, don't do it. The Bible says that put your trust in God because he gives us richly all things to enjoy. We are never without There's no way we lack. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I don't care what's in your bank account. You will never lack because he richly gives us all things. And even if you have some finances put away, please don't rest your heart there. Please don't get comfortable there because you're going to miss out on the great opportunity God has to increase you more and more. And then um, I talked about this a little bit and I'm going to close out with an impartation I believe this is number eight, fear. Fear is one that will keep your gates closed. Oh God, it will squeeze the life out of your finances, being in fear. You can't sow in fear. That's feeble. That's weak. There's no confidence in fear. We have to do everything in faith. I might be shaking a little when God asked me to give something. I remember the first time the Holy Spirit had me empty out two bank accounts. I said, empty them out. It shook me a little bit, but I knew I heard God. I was not fearful. I did what he told me, but it shook me, but I didn't operate in fear. You cannot operate in fear and faith at the same time. Don't let nobody believe me. Oh, I sowed this in fear. No, you no, you're not. You might sow in tears, but you should not be sowing in fear because you will not see provision. It will choke your harvest. God is not a liar. And he is going to bring forth his promise concerning these financial principles. I don't know how people go and say the Lord told them to sow something into somebody's life or into their ministry or into a church. And you're always sowing in the soil of people, by the way. And then they could say the Lord said this to me three weeks ago. What? Why would you hold anything God told you? to sow three weeks ago or three months ago. Why would you hold it if you heard him? Why would you permit fear to choke out your harvest? And I'm wondering if those people really get a harvest when they do so. But God is going to want them to obey him. 
It makes God look like he's a liar. It makes it look like God can't be trusted when we squeeze something that he's telling us to release for our own good. Listen to me carefully. These principles are for your benefit so that you can walk in plenty, so that you can have these gates of plenty open for you and generations to come, that your your footsteps become their path. Come on, somebody. This is what God desires for you. Second Corinthians nine and 10. And I'll close out with this. Now, may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you've sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. I went ahead and read that 11th verse as well. He's giving you seed, watch this, and bread. In other words, he's taking care of you while you're sowing. You will never be without. You must know this. God is not going to have you sowing seed and have you in lack and wanting. That is a defiance to the principle of God. That is not possible. He will take care of you. And he, the Bible says he's going to multiply the seeds you've sown. Do you notice how God sees our harvest? He sees them as multiplied seed. And this is the way we need to frame our thinking as well. Yeah, it's a harvest, but it's multiplied seed so that now I have more to sow. And it's going to bring thanksgiving to God as we sow, as the Holy Spirit leads us. I've said a mouthful. I want to thank you for staying with me. I hate it for anybody that cut this podcast off before it's done, because there's an impartation the Holy Spirit would love to release for you today so that you can either go through these gates of plenty, that you can be pushed forward and progress if you're stuck in these gates of plenty. And if you're moving, he's going to add an additional grace to your life to keep pushing you so that you can come into your place as a covenant wealth carrier for you and generations that God may be glorified. Glory to our God. So participate with the Holy Spirit this morning or afternoon, wherever you are and receive this. Father, we bless you. I thank you right now. I declare that you're turning the captivity of your people in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare the strength of the adversary is broken off of your life right now, wherever you are concerning these gates of plenty. I don't care where you are. I decree the strength and the hindrance of the adversary, whatever it may be, is broken off your life. If you've been sinning and you haven't been tithing and sowing the way the Lord has asked you, you repent right now in Jesus name. And I decree that there'll be a breaking of chains for you. And whatever stronghold, anything that has been built up, whether you did it or it's the enemy hindering you today, I decree you move forward today. I declare that those gates are open, that those bars are cut in the name of the living God and you progress and move forward. I break these things off your life and I declare that the enemy is going to be put to shame and is put to shame concerning you and your financial economy today and for your generations. I speak it. I declare that the Lord increase you more and more. I decree and declare salvation. Yesha in this area of your finances, deliverance for you has been put in place for you and that you're taking your place today. I'd literally take you by the hand in the realm of the spirit and I snatch you glory to God through these gates of plenty or snatch you forward in this process as you are going through these gates of plenty to a place of safety, to a place of overflow with apostolic authority in the mighty name of Jesus. May you, my friend, be earmarked as a covenant wealth 
carrier. Wow and wow. God bless you. I just thank God for this word. I pray that this impacted you. We do have people that ask us about planting into our ministry. You can visit our website and sow through PayPal, or you can also cash app us, uh, dollar sign arise 2019. And you can also sow via PayPal, PayPal me arise 2019. Again, I'm not soliciting you, but you have an opportunity to sow into the pregnant soil of this ministry if you desire. The Holy Spirit just wants you to know that's available. All right, my friend, I love you so very much. Until the next time on The Voice of Reason. Thanks for tuning in to The Voice of Reason podcast with Dr. Sonia Thompson. We solicit your prayers and support. Please visit our website at www.ariseministriesintl.com for more information about our products, ministry, or to submit your prayer request. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook at Arise Ministries INTL. Be sure to tune in again next week with the Voice of Reason. Voice of Reason.